Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Good morning Russell. Russell. Good, morning. Good, morning, Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you for the gift of everything that you give around us. Right from the air we breathe, the very lungs that function continuously and do not tire, the heart that keeps pumping in you taught us something new about it yesterday, keeps on giving. The true source of happiness. We thank you, Father, for that powerful teaching. It helps us enrich our own personal life, our outlook towards others, especially starting with our own family, with our friend circle, all the people that you have provided in our life, your care factor that reflect your nature, your very presence around us. We thank you, Father, for your mercy upon our life that you look not on our sins. You do not snatch all this provision that you have taken away from us, that you have made available to us. You do not take it away from us saying we are not worthy of it but you keep on pouring out your grace and your mercy. You look upon us with your eyes of love. We thank you, Father, that you come down to our level, no matter how many times and how far away we have fallen. The minute you see this prodigal son turn towards you, you come running towards us, willing to cover us with that rope, put that ring on our finger, willing to give us your very spirit. Even though you know that we are covered in filth. We thank you, Father, that you are ever willing to forgive our sins, cast them behind your back. The very minute we come in Christ Jesus. And your word says there is now no condemnation when we are in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you do not condemn us, but you are ever willing to convict, to show us where the gaps are, where the mistakes are, to work with us, to raise us up. We thank you, Lord, for that love. We thank you for your peace and for your joy that you continually pour into our hearts, that when we come towards you, broken, twisted, with all our storms, with all our challenges, with all our problems. And when we surrender to you in all that brokenness, you are ever willing to raise us up again. You give us the strength of yourself through your spirit tabernacled within our body. And when we are open and willing to receive him through our baptism in the spirit, it is that very day that you take over. That transformation begins. We thank you, Father, that you open our eyes to that truth. And then you pour out your favor over our lives. Your mercy, your grace, your favor. We thank you, Father, that you draw us to you every single day. You feed us with your manna through your word, that our spirits are made alive and active, that we are sharpened. You draw us towards that secret place with you where we can commune and you keep on pouring your understanding and your wisdom into our hearts. That is probably why your word says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But when we continue to revere you and come close to you to work with you on our lives, 
you continue to reveal more and more of your light that can help us push darkness away and out of our system, that can bring us more and more to conformity with the image and the likeness of perfection that you gave us as a template and as an example in Jesus' life on earth. We thank you, Father. We share that same peace and the same joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those, Lord, for whom prayers have been requested on this group. Especially in every circumstance and situation where it looks like nothing is moving on the ground in the physical. And yet there are tremendous battles being fought in the spirit, O oh Lord. We thank you that you dispatch your angels on our behalf. We thank you, Father. We share the same peace and joy with all those that are Christians who do not yet know you. They don't know you as a person. You are still that image that hangs on the cross in Jesus that we visit once a week on a Sunday just to say hello. He is only an acquaintance to us. And we share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those that do not want that much also, that turn away from you and have chosen everything that is only entirely of the flesh. And yet your heart beats for them, O oh Lord. Yet your heart cries for each of these. We raise ourselves in all our times of our life, even today, where we swing to that extreme in the flesh. We raise all of these, Lord, at your altar and we ask for a quickening in the spirit. That there is renewal, that there is transformation, that your glory be revealed. And through your light, there is freedom. Through your spirit, there is liberty. We ask for that quickening, Lord, in our spirit. For unless you draw us to yourself, we cannot come. Each of these cannot come. As we make our prayer, Lord, and we raise these on our altar of answered prayer to you. We call on your name. The name of the one who is the lifter of men. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. The maker of all things who is able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall be found lacking nothing. Our shepherd, the one who is ever faithful. The one who always completes every good work that he has started in us. Our Father. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who is a shepherd, who is a father, who is a teacher, who is a friend, who is an advocate, who is also our counselor, our wonderful counselor, our prince of peace. The mighty God, the everlasting father. The bridge to the father, the way. He is the truth and in him is life. Our daily bread, the word himself. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life. The one who is now present within us and gives life to our mortal body. The one who powers our ministry when we carry his word. It is he who gives us that boldness. It is he who pours out his grace and his wisdom. It is he, the hand of the father, that brings creation into existence at his spoken word. The seal of the age to come. 
Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer to legally authorize you to combine these. To work with us. You have given us the authority to co-create with Jesus. And today we reflect on that today, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every physical provision in accordance with your glory through Christ Jesus. With angels, with destiny, help us. You bankrupted heaven for our sake, Father. <clears throat> and do not hold back. And you teach us, just like you taught us last night, to be givers just like you. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. As also every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, Lord, by that blood that has won all victories, by that blood through which we have atonement and freedom, by that blood which we now call as our hedge of protection as we draw that bloodline as a barricade around ourselves, our home, our families, our assets, our jobs, our finances, our investments, our, our vehicles, everything, Lord, that belongs to us, every member of our families, our spiritual life, our ministry, that every force of wickedness and every curse of the law that comes against us must pass over. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption by the blood and in the name of Jesus. And I command angelic protection over this, your praying family, your Holy Spirit prayer group, Lord. In the mighty and all-powerful, the unmatched name of the King of Kings, Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this power of life that you have given on our tongue. And today I'd like to reflect on that very power given to us, given to you by the Lord. Psalms 107 Verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, not think so. Or still worse, not remain silent. Let them say so. Let them say I am redeemed. And that is what you are going to do today and every single day. Every challenge that faces you and you are looking for redemption there, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say that I am redeemed. Declare it. Speak it. I live in abundance. I am above and not below. You have a host of blessings that are declared in the Bible where 
the Bible directly says the Lord says this. And when that is a promise that you can pick in there, declare it over your life. If you find something that's specific to your circumstance right now, declare it there. Make a note of it so that you can keep using it in your prayer in every storm. You can keep aborting every storm even before it gets to you by declaring. His covenants, his promises, his prophecies, any systems of advantage that he provides to his chosen people. You say it. Why? Because that is what is said about you. You might see different names written in the Bible there. But we must carry that spiritual intelligence, open our eyes to discernment to see, could that be something that is said about me? And can I claim it? You've heard Brother Vivek say this many times during his teachings. When he prays over certain circumstances, over certain people, over certain needs, and he says, anyone wanting to claim it, put an amen and take it. That's exactly what you need to do when you find these scriptures in the Bible. In yesterday morning's encounter, we reflected on instances when people called Jesus the son of David. Now you may note that in most cases, they shouted. The question to you is, why are you keeping quiet? They noticed their challenge. It was troubling them. They shouted, why are you keeping quiet? When the disciples were with Jesus in the boat and there was a storm, he and when he woke up, he didn't think to himself, I am the Messiah, so the storm will, re will respect me. And then I'll just keep quiet and show up. He spoke. Had he to remain silent, he would have been surprised as well. He spoke and he spoke with authority. Peace be still. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say it. All that the devil wants you to do is look at the situation where it looks like there is no hope. And then keep quiet and accept it. This is my destiny. What can I do? What you accept of your will, even God won't interfere in it. Remember that even though it pains him, he always respects your will in every circumstance. So what you accept, he will not push away unless you go to him then and then cry out and say, Lord, push this away from me. What are you accepting today that you should actually be speaking over? Are you seeing where we tend to make mistakes in our lives? We just look at the physical and stop there without quizzing, questioning what's really possibly happening in the spiritual. We accept what we see in our circumstances and then don't have faith on the unseen. That is why we need to learn about what the Bible says about that unseen. What you confess that you will possess. Or what you don't, when there is nothing to be said there. 
one of the main assignments of the devil is to keep you silent. And that's where he uses the spirit of depression. You see people going into their shell. What is it really doing there? They're just keeping them shut up. They're just keeping them wailed out so that they can't see the truth and they don't speak the truth. That's easy target for them. Are we giving them that permission to manhandle us in that way? Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In Ezekiel 37, God said to Ezekiel, prophesy. Brother Vivek touched on this yesterday as well. God didn't just show him the valley of dead bones and then just stand aside and watch what he would do. He passed on the instruction. And this instruction is for you today as well. Whenever you see a valley of dead bones in your life or the life of someone that is dear to you or the life of someone that you are praying for or praying with, that dead bones is any circumstance that looks impossible, that looks difficult, where the facts are against any kind of logic that says there will be a good outcome. You start prophesying. Your prophesying there is what helps reconfigure, remold it back. You are executing Genesis there, Genesis chapter 1. The word of God spoken in faith. And then his spirit works with you to remold it into something new. Your prophesying there is creation of a possibility that your eyes say does not exist. You look at Genesis 1 verse 1, it says the same thing. In the beginning, there was darkness, chaos, confusion, tohu, wabohu. In Hebrew, which is chaos and confusion. No hope. You prophesy in that circumstance. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't be quiet in your storm. Now I want you to look at something interesting. Revelations 19 talks of Jesus, the rider on the white horse, leading his people into battle. What is his primary weapon there? A sword coming out of his mouth. He speaks. And that sword is the sword of the spirit, which you saw in Ephesians 6, when you talk of the armor of God, 11 to 18. If you are going to join this battle by following him, you cannot remain silent. You must speak. You must fight using that sword. That's a weapon that is given to you as well. A soldier that remains silent is like one without that weapon to fight. The battle is already turned against you. Now 1 Corinthians 6 verse 2 to 3 says, Do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world... Are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Verse 3, do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more than the things of this life? 
I want you to look at this in conjunction. So it's saying you will judge the world, you will judge angels, therefore more than capable of judging the trivial things of this life, the storms. Now let's look at something more interesting. Ephesians 1 verse 20 to 22 says, he's talking about the power now, that the part, that power is the same, the power that is given to Christ is the same as the mighty strength exerted when he raised Christ from the dead, that's the power of God, the hand of God, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. It's the same mighty strength that raised Jesus from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So the power where he is seated is above every other name and is above every kind of authority, every level of authority. Verse 22, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. Jesus Christ, above all levels of authority, all authority given to him. And he exercised that when he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, when he instructed his disciples. Now, hold this here. Hold that 1 Corinthians 6, verse 2 and 3 as well. Now, let's look at a third verse. Let's jump to Ephesians 2, verse 6, which says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him. Seated us with him. He is above all those levels of authority. He has seated us with him at that apex in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You are seated with him with the highest authority. And when we go back to that verse of 1 Corinthians 6 verse 2, it says, you will judge the world. You can even judge angels. The wicked demons, by the way, are angels as well. You can judge every other trivial circumstance that comes your way. If you are the one to pass that judgment, what do you do? You speak. You declare. You decree. Or are you just going to keep quiet? If the judge keeps quiet, can you imagine what happens in the court? There will be chaos. Is that chaos what is happening in that circumstance around you? Psalm 138 verse 2 says, He has magnified his word above his name. Now what does that tell you? That his word shall not fail because it is guaranteed by that name of the one that is seated at the apex as we just saw, the king of kings. When you have such a word that is guaranteed, what will you do with it? You need to think there. Will you speak or will you keep silent? All you need to do is speak in faith. Do not doubt. It is guaranteed. Remember Proverbs 18 verse 21. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. By keeping silent, we are choosing death. It is not just speaking negative. Keeping silent is also equated to choosing death because it will come any which way. 
when you are silent. You are given the power to speak. So key thing to remember before you make your prayer in the morning, in every situation, every day, speak over your things. Do not be silent. Do not enter a day that you have not spoken into. I say that again, very important. Do not enter a day that you have not spoken into. You are putting yourself at a disadvantage. Remember your ability as a co-creator. Where are you seated with whom in the heavenly realms? At what position is that? It's the apex. And lastly, the formula that is Genesis 1. Creation is your ability. You are a co-creator. God spoke the word. It was executed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And then the follow-through was, and he saw that it was good. That follow-through must happen as manifestation in your life as well, in your situations that you speak over. And you must see that what you have spoken, prophesied, decreed and declared has come good. Till then we keep speaking. Fulfilled in all completion. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that our eyes be open to the truth, the systems of advantage that you are giving us. So that when we understand these systems, we start to use them to our advantage. Just as Jesus has in Revelations 19, it says he has that sword of the spirit coming out of his mouth. When that sword is given to us with the spirit being within us and it is he who inspires the words that we should speak and how we use that sword. Then everything that we speak becomes that law. Because we are speaking out of your book of the law. That law is exercised and it must come to pass in the situation that we speak it over. We ask for that edification, Father, that activation of our understanding. We ask for that shaping of our words here onwards through discernment in the name of Jesus. As we pray for Lord for that spiritual edification, we pray for our physical, our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Every family that is in battle, that is facing any kind of division and separation. All those that are battling all kinds of strongholds of the enemy, especially poverty, ignorance of your ways in your word, busyness and prayerlessness among addictions and among all other kinds of spiritual attacks that keep your people in subjection. Let that yoke be broken by the blood of Jesus this day. By your yoke-breaking anointing, the touching of your spirit upon their lives, Father. That it be so. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe, Lord, that this is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, 
believe, open your mouth and speak. Ask him to take over. Let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
The scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that you may always have enough of everything and may provide in abundance for every good work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. All glory and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 35, verse 10, quoted from the NASB, where it is written, And the redeemed of the Lord will return 
and come to Zion with joyful shouting. And everlasting joy will be on their heads. They will obtain gladness and joy. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Amen, Lord, let it be so. The second one is from Isaiah 40, verse 31, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, brothers, have your spiritual, powerful reflections that directly speak to our daily life and our circumstances. The Friday Bible teachings and the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, please share links for others. Share that blessing with others and let them join those sessions and receive the same blessing that you have been blessed with. If they are unable to make it at those times for live sessions, you can also point them to the recordings that are available on our Facebook page, on YouTube, and on our Spotify podcast channel. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. All glory and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. God bless everyone. Thank you, everybody.